Micah, chapter number 7, verse number 1, the Bible said, Woe is me, (laughs) for I am as when they have gathered the summer fruits, as the grape gleaning of the vintage. There's no cluster (laughs) to eat. My soul desires the first ripe fruit. The good man, is perished out of the earth. There is none upright among men. They all lie in wait for blood. They hunt every man his brother with a net, that they may do evil with both hands earnestly. The prince asketh, and the judge asketh for reward, and the great man, he uttereth his mischievous desire, so that they wrap it up. The best of them is as a buyer. The most upright is sharper than a thorn hedge. The day of thy watchman and thy visitation cometh. Now shall be their perplexity. Trust ye not in a friend. Put ye not confidence in the guide. Keep the doors of thy mouth. From her that lieth in thy bosom. For the son dishonoreth the father. The daughter rises up against her mother. The daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own house. Therefore I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not against me. O my enemies, when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him until he plead my cause and execute judgment for me. He will bring me forth to the light And I shall behold his righteousness. Then she that is my enemy shall see it. And shame shall cover her which said unto me, Where is the Lord thy God? My eyes shall behold her. Now shall she be trodden down as the mire of the streets. In the day that thy walls are to be built, In that day shall the decree be far removed. In that day also he shall come even to thee from Assyria and from the fortified cities and from the fortress even to the river, from sea to sea and from mountain to mountain. Notwithstanding the land shall be desolate because of them that dwell therein. For the fruit of their doings feed thy people with thy rod, the flock of thy inheritance, the flock of thy heritage, which dwelleth solitarily in the wood, in the midst of Carmel. Let them feed in Bashan and Gilead, as in the days of old, according to the days of thy coming out of the land of Egypt. Will I show unto him marvelous things, The nation shall see and be confounded 
and all their might. They shall lay their hand upon their mouth. Their ears shall be deaf. They shall lick the dust like a serpent. Then shall move out of their holes like worms of the earth. They shall be afraid of the Lord our God and shall fear, notice this, because of thee. Who is a God like unto thee and pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever because he delighteth in mercy. He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities. And thou wilt cast all their sins in the depths of the sea. Thou wilt perform the truth of Jacob and the mercy of Abraham, which thou hast sworn unto our fathers from the days of old. Brother Richard Robinson. Robinson. Richard Good, do the honor. Yes, Lord. God, hear the words. May be seated. If you look in that first verse and says, My soul desired the first ripe fruit. You know, with the Lord's help tonight, I'd like to get us to see something tonight. One of our worst enemies is ourselves. We've heard testimonies here tonight that we want to do more. We should have done more. We could have done more. We had opportunity to do more. Sometimes we just don't get more done. But our desire, I know our hearts tonight, is a desire that we would do some things in this year, if God allows us time and strength and opportunities again, that we would take them and use them for His glory. But He said, my soul's desire for the first ripe fruit. And I, I just had the thought as I was reading this scripture, what really is the desires of the hearts and the souls of the church in this day and age? And I thought about, Brother Terry, as I was looking at this, in verse number 2 it said, the good man is perished out of the earth. There is none upright among them. They all lie in wait for blood. They hunt every man his brother with a net. <laughs> none righteous. No, not one. Ain't that what the Word of God tells us? None righteous. No, not one of us. And I think about how short I've come because of myself. I can't blame nobody else. I can't stand and point a finger at anybody and say, they caused me to do this or they hindered me from doing that. I have to point all the fingers at me and say, I done it to myself. I was the one that came short. I was the one that hindered me. Amen. I was the one that had the opportunity and didn't take it and use it for the glory of God. Didn't you think about here in verse 6? It said, For the Son dishonoreth the Father. The daughter rises up against her mother. The daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own house. Mm. Our enemies tonight, 
looks at us every morning in the mirror, doesn't it? And that old slew foot, the devil, will make every opportunity for you to use him, amen, to benefit him and never God. I've often thought about it at the end of the year, how many opportunities I missed that I may never, ever get back again. You ever think of those things? I do. I, I met people last year that I'll probably never see again in this life. Did I give them any indication of the true light of God while I was there, while the door was open and I had opportunity? Did I take that opportunity to lift up and praise the name of Jesus? And I thought about that scripture about how man's enemies are the men of his own house. Now I know this scripture could be preached a dozen different ways. I'm just giving you what God gave me about looking in the mirror and seeing my faults and my shortcomings and looking at me and seeing what I could do better and where I should improve because the word of God said to grow in the grace and the knowledge. And if we're not growing, then I'm made to believe that we're backsliding. Because if you ain't growing and growing up, you're backsliding. Standing still is backsliding. Because God is on the move. And we need to understand that. He said in verse number 7, Therefore I will look unto the Lord. You know that's where our help is. You know that's where our strength is. That's where our hope is. Now we look around tonight and we see a multitude that should be in the house of God looking for the Lord. Now, you think about last night. All the people around the world that was out partying to their God. This is my thought from last night. I wonder how much was spent on alcohol last night. How much was spent on drugs, bar rooms, honky-tonks. How much was spent around the world? My mind can't even fathom that. And I thought to myself, now I know this will hurt some folks and it should hurt them. I wonder how many of them was church folk. Had their name on the roll somewhere. Amen. And I thought about this. This is a pastor's mind. They paid tribute to their God last night. I don't know how much a fifth of liquor is now. But I'm sure if you got it in the bar, it's $100 a fifth. No doubt in my mind that you couldn't buy a fifth of liquor in the bar one glass at a time for less than $100. And I wonder how many of them same church members gives $100 in tithes in the whole year. And they willingly, willingly gave it to the devil's crowd last night. I'll never forget, not too far from right here, Older gentleman was taken to town. He didn't have driver's license. He stopped at the Ford tractor place. Went in there and bought a part for his tractor. Came out cursing. Oh, that's highway robbery. Highway robbery. $13 for that little plow point. 13 whole dollars, he said. And he said, take me to the liquor store. Went to the liquor store. Spent $142 on liquor. And never said one word. See, it's where your heart is. That's where you're going to give the treasure. He, the, the plow point that he'd probably plowed with 20 years. And it finally wore out and he's fussing because a new one costs $13. And go willingly give $142 
for liquor. This is many years ago. $142 was a week's salary back then. So I thought to myself, he thought more of liquor for himself than he did food for his family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said, I will wait for the Lord of my salvation. My God will hear me. Children, can I answer you a question tonight that you've asked? I wonder if God hears me. How many of us has ever said that? I wonder if God's hearing me. And God answers, and we still ask the same question. I wonder if God's hearing me. What we're saying is, God, you didn't do what I thought you'd do when I asked you to do. You did it what you wanted and the way you wanted, but I wanted it some other way, God. And I just wonder if you heard me right. What did this scripture tell us right here? He said, I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. If you're born again, bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, he hears you. He answers, yes, no, not now. We don't like not now. <laughs> No, we don't like to wait on nothing. We want it instantly. Say amen. Amen. Notice what he said in verse 8. Rejoice not against me, O my enemies. When I fall, now I want to say something right there. Every single one of us will fall sooner or later. Are you hearing me? It's just... How bad will fall? It's kind of like riding a motorcycle, isn't it? You are going to wreck just how bad a crash is it going to be when you wreck. Oh, you think you're getting good, you're fixing to get skinned, right? Sometimes we do that with God. We are going to fall. Now listen to, rejoice not against me, O my enemies. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Are you with me? Say amen. Our own worst enemy again is ourself. We think when we're in darkness that nobody's there with us. The Lord has never left you. He's never forsaken you. If He is your Lord and your Savior, He has never ever left you. He hears your cries. He said in verse 9, I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against Him. Are you with me? Until he pleads my case and executes judgment for me, he will bring me forth to the light and I shall behold his righteousness. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to leave you out in the cold. He's not going to drop you like a hot tub. Let, let me help somebody tonight, please. You know the trouble with most Christians when they do sin, they thank God turned their back on them instantly and forgot them and dropped them like a hot tater. Our God is not that way. He's merciful. He's long-suffering. Hey, if he wasn't, we'd all been in hell a long time ago. Amen. I'm glad he is long-suffering. I'm glad he's just like a father ought to be, forgiving, merciful. Amen. Are you that kind of person are you quick to judge oh it got quiet 
got real quiet, didn't it? Sometimes we're so quick to judge until we look in the mirror and we never see our own faults. Oh, my sin ain't as bad as their sin. I don't sin quite as much as they do. (laughs) Am I in the right patch tonight? Isn't it funny that every time we look at somebody else, we can see their faults so plainly. We can criticize their faults so easily. But when we look at ourselves, oh my. (laughs) Are you with me? Say amen. I'm glad God loves me. I'm glad he brings me into the light. Has anybody walked on water lately? I ain't talking about your froze swimming pool. (laughs) Sometimes we act like we walk on water. But we're a long way from that. Say amen. Look at verse 13. Notwithstanding the land shall be desolate because of them that dwell therein. For the fruit of their doings. You think God's going to let America slide? No. The fruit of their doings. Some scholar wrote this, and I read it years ago, that when the death angel came through Egypt, God recompensed one for one for the ones that the king had slain. You remember that? God recompensed one for one. I don't know if that's true or not, but I know my God keeps a record. I know my God's a just God. I know he knows how to balance the scales and equalize it out. One thing for sure, Pharaoh lost his and didn't he? Oh my, would that bother you? Stay with me now. He said, feed thy people. With thy rod. (laughs) Oh, let me stop right there just a minute. You don't like it when the good Holy Ghost comes through the man of God and uses a rod of correction on us, do we? We want them feel-good messages. We don't want nobody preaching about sin that we're doing and it exposes our sin and we have to repent of that. That hurts our feeling. Here he is asking God, are you with me? Feed thy people with thy rod and the flock of thy heritage which dwelleth solitarily in the wood in the midst of Carmel. Let them feed on Bashan and Gilead as in the days of old according to the days of thy coming out of the land of Egypt will I show unto him marvelous things. Go back when they came out of Egypt. What all did God do? Stay with me. What all did God do? And it seemed like the more God done, the more that the God's people griped and bellyached. <laughs> you ever feel like that brother Terry is a pastor? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> seems like the more I try to do for the folks, the more griping I hear. <laughs> the more trouble I get in. He didn't treat me that way. <laughs> Hey, when manna fell, who did it feed? Fed them all. 
All they had to do is bend over and pick it up. <laughs> Help me, Terry, right there. You know that. I wonder how, I mean, it had to grab because it had to pick it up. <laughs> I mean, listen, you say, preacher, what are you talking about? Well, we used to say we had mailbox money coming. People got so lazy now they won't even go to the mailbox. It has to be direct deposit. Amen. Oh, yeah. Then they want to blame God. Mm. Get out and get a job. <laughs> There's plenty of them out there. Oh, this can't give me what I'm worth. Can I tell you what you're worth with all the love I can muster up? According to scientists, you're worth two cents. That's only because of the minerals that's in your body. That's all you're worth. rest of you is dust. Dust. Now, I don't know about you. My wife sweeps the dust off the floors, wipes it off the table, and throws it in the trash. So what good is dust? You're worth about two cents. And if you ask me, that's about a penny and a half more than I thought you was worth. Woo, that hurt, didn't it? Mm. Boy, wouldn't you like to buy them for what they're really worth and sell them for what they think they're worth? Woo, we'd be rich, wouldn't we? Wonder what God thinks of us. Let me tell you what God thought of you. He gave his only begotten son to die for you. Ooh, I'm getting sidetracked. Just help me get back on track now. <laughs> the nation shall see and be confounded at all their might. They shall lay their hand upon their mouth. Their ears shall be deaf. What was it they said there a while ago? Somebody's going to come to the house and the clothes and the cars and everything's there, but I'll be gone. They're going to go, <gasps> That's true. The rapture really happened. <laughs> I wonder how many will be startled at that day. Let me tell you what my boss man used to tell me before I got saved. I'd just almost get to sleep in that old 69 Chevrolet truck. And he'd say, real quiet, real calm. He'd say, you might ought to wake up. The rapture might happen and you're going to have to drive. Go to sleep when somebody tells you that. He might as well just slap me right in the mouth. You're laying there going, well, he's ready to go. I'm not. And if God raptures him out of here, I wonder if I can get on the steering wheel before I wreck. And you want to say, well, just get out and let me drive now. No, I'm the only one who thinks of things like that. Troy Penley, thank you for telling me that. <laughs> sure helped me get right with God. We was down working next to Charlotte Airport one time. Planes are coming over every few seconds. You know how it is down there. He said, you know, one of these days, there ain't going to be no pilots in some of them. Now try to work all day and them landing over your head. Tell me that don't get you to thinking. Especially when they're real low and they, they come across and they go, Whoa! and the ground shakes. And you're just wondering, 
Is there somebody driving that thing? That ought to get you right with God. If it don't, there's something with your get rider. Stay with me. They shall lick the dust like a serpent. They shall move out of their holes like worms of the earth. Oh, my. They shall be afraid of the Lord our God and shall fear because of thee. They may not fear him right now. What are they going to do the day when that happens? Stay with me just a minute. Let me... See if I can close this. We have all the time people walking up and down this road. Every road that you go, especially in a place like Jamaica, I'd say 90% of the people in Jamaica walk everywhere they go. Now think about a drunk or a dope addict that's on a trip and he's going by a graveyard and all of a sudden the graves burst open. Let that soak a minute. You say, preacher, how can you say that? Well, there's a black man right down here on 18 out of Morganton. Just about Ronnie Road down there on the left. And I was a grading, you've heard me tell it. For his double wide to be put in, he said, don't take that big poplar out. I said, it's going to leave a great big mound there. I'm talking about a mound like this from here down there. I said, that's going to look funny in front of your house. He said, I don't care what it looks like. Don't take that poplar out. I said, why? He said, me and my brother was doing drugs, and I done told my wife I'd go to church with her. There's having revival. And said, I was selfish, and I tried to do most of the rock. Said, I took a big huff of it. And he said, I looked up, and the sky was on fire. And he said, I said, oh, God, don't come now. I'm in no shape to meet you now. And I thought ever since then as he told me that, what if the rapture was happening at that moment and the graves were bursting open and the saints were getting up and those that were up there at church that was saved all left out. Yeah, he is a begging God. He said, don't come now, God. I'm in no shape to meet you now. And he said, me and my brother backed over the edge of the woods over there. And he said, I began to pray, God, please let me come down off of this so I can get to church. <laughs> and old boy got down off of it and went up to church and got saved. He said, don't take that poplar tree out. He said, that's where God showed me he was coming. And for me to get ready for his coming. And I don't blame him. I wouldn't have wanted it took out either. But he said there, they shall be afraid of the Lord our God and shall notice this fear because of thee who is a God like unto thee does anybody know any other God like unto him I don't are you with me mm. that pardoneth iniquity and passeth and the transgress by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage he retaineth not his anger forever Boy, aren't you glad that God is not mad forever? Woo! Because he delighteth in what? Mercy. Turn with me, if you will, over in 1 Corinthians. Let me read a scripture or two there. 
1 Corinthians chapter number 15, if you will. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse number 26. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Are you with me? Say amen. Aren't you glad for that? Aren't you glad that enemy will be destroyed? Amen. I'm glad that God is able to destroy that enemy. And I turn over a couple of books in the book of Galatians chapter number 4 and verse number 16. Are you with me? I am therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth. Terry, how many got mad at us because we told them the truth? Family members, loved ones, friends. <laughs> I've been cussed out because I told them the truth. I've been shunned because I told them the truth. They don't speak to me anymore when they see me. They don't come visit anymore because they know if they come, they're going to hear the truth. That's the reason a lot of people don't come to this church because they know they're going to get the truth. That's the reason they don't go to Terry's because they're going to hear the same old story. And that same old story is true. If we are not ready to meet God, and the only, listen to me carefully, the only enemy that will ever keep you from God is you. The devil don't have that kind of power. You can go to God in prayer anytime, anywhere. You have the opportunity if you can just get the enemy out of the way. Who is your enemy tonight? Who you wrestle with the most? We want to blame it on the devil, but it ain't the devil, it's us. We miss the opportunity and then we get mad. There's probably not a soul in this building tonight that ain't had a loved one or a friend that you wanted to tell the truth to. You had opportunity to do it. And some reason you didn't get it done and they're no longer here now to be able to tell them. Now think about what I just said. Is there anybody in your life tonight that you wish you could go back and say, I wish I'd have told you more about my Lord. But because my enemy interfered me, the door was open and I just didn't step in. You want to start the new year out right? Face up to the fact tonight, we are our enemy. We are the problem. I thought about as we were having such a good service this morning, how in the world could anybody sit in a service like that and not want to get right with God? But I remember this when I used to sit in them, and I left lost. I wanted to get right. But I was the reason I didn't. It wasn't the singing. It wasn't the preaching. It wasn't the church. It wasn't the people. It was me. It was me that walked out of that service. It was me that said no to God. 
It was me that said no to the Holy Spirit that was calling me to an altar of repentance. So who do I blame? Me. So who do I blame for the mistakes last year? Me. Do I want to improve this year? Sure I do. So let's pray that we get it done this year, not just words. Let's put some legs on it. Let's stand. Altars open if you want to come and just talk to God tonight and say, God, help me. I realize tonight who my enemy is, and I acknowledge it, Lord, that I am my worst enemy. Help me to overcome me, Lord. As the doors are open, God, give me the strength and the wisdom to step in. The earnest expectation that if I do, souls will become Christians because of the effort that I give for Christ Jesus. Father, hear the people as they bow before you tonight. Hear them, Lord, as they cry out to you, Father, that, Lord, that you might touch each and every one of them, God. Hear their cries tonight, Father, that we realize the enemy, ourselves, Lord, the greatest hindrance I have is myself, Father. I can't blame my wife, my children, my grandchildren, my church, my church family. God, I can't blame the book. I can't blame Jesus. I have to look in the mirror and say, Dennis, Dennis, you're the one. So step up and do better this year. God, I acknowledge that. I acknowledge I'm the only one that can correct it. You give me the strength. You give me the wisdom. You gave me the word. You give me the Holy Spirit of God. Let me utilize it now for thy glory. Touch every heart that's in this altar tonight and meet that need, God, that they have. That we as a, a body of believers, God, will be greater this year than we've ever been for the cause of Christ. Let our little light shine forth, God, as a beacon unto a lost and dying world. So your blessings we've asked, your mercy and grace we receive. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.